Welcome to Old Walls House. It's me. It's your man. It's your host. It's Old Walls. I'm back. Episode 25. 25. Quarter of the way to 100. We'll get there. We're going to get there. I hope. Maybe. For sure. For sure. Maybe. 25 episodes in here, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you guys so much. I appreciate everybody coming and listening and supporting me and, and talking about it with me. So thank you guys so much. As always, we're going to start with that housekeeping. You know where we're going with this. We got to please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share it. Uh, the, the rates, reviews, and the comments and the subscribes, I would really appreciate. Those things matter a lot. And as always, please share. Uh, I do appreciate all of that. So, uh, fun episode coming. We got our recap of the Travelers. We got some fights to talk about. We got a UFC event to preview. Stanley Cup Finals finished up. My passing thoughts, as always. So, Without further ado, let's not mess around. Let's get right to this. Let's go to the Travelers Championship. The PGA Tour goes to Hartford this week. And we got ourselves another winner from the 2021, I guess they're technically the 2020 U.S. Ryder Cup team. Xander Schauffele wins by two shots over J.T. Poston and Sahith Thagala. Also in fourth place, Michael Thorbjornsson. I think I'm saying that right. Thorbjornsson. Thorbjornsson. I hope I'm not butchering that. He was the AM. So uh, Schauffele goes 63-63 to open up Thursday, Friday. Then goes 67-68 to win by two shots. Uh, Tough finish for Sahith. Uh, The dude can't seem to catch a break. He, uh, He hit it in the bunker on 18. Got it up kind of under the lip. Thought he could get it out. I listened to the press con. I, I I heard some like uh, I didn't listen to the press conference. I listened to people talk about it that listened to the press conference. So third hand knowledge here. And he said he thought worst case scenario he either chunks it out or he gets it and runs it up over the lip. Um, that didn't happen. He he said he bladed it into into the lip and it came back to his feet. Gets it out, gets it on the green, and then just a hard lip out for bogey. Makes double. So, t- tough finish. And then Xander ends up making making birdie anyway to make the, you know, if he had just made bogey, it'd be irrelevant. Interesting play. Interesting play there. I mean, I guess he's thinking to himself, go get it on the green, make par, make an easy par. It's easy to sit here and second guess because, I mean, if he hits that shot and he knocks it on the green and either two putts or then, hell, makes the putt, he's a hero. I mean, Matt Fitzpatrick, a little different scenario. Like, the, the shots are vastly different, but there are plenty of people saying chip out to Matt Fitzpatrick back at the U.S. Open. So it's easy to sit there and go Monday morning quarterback on it. But, God, man, just looking at that, that looked way worse than Fitzpatrick's. You gotta think. You gotta think in that situation. Just chip it out, knock it on. Hope to make a putt. Make five at worst. Make Xander make birdie to beat you. But you know, golf's funny, man. You, you think you can do it? You're like, ah, I, this isn't gonna be a problem. I'm gonna knock it up there. I'm gonna get it on. Make a. I might make a putt to make birdie. But you know, not 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 the way it happens. 
Um, it's golf's weird, man. Golf is really weird. So he ends up finishing uh, T two. So he, he a good finish. It, it's not gonna feel like it for a while, but it, it was a good finish. Funny enough, I, I've I've looked back at this a couple of times now, and I'm pretty sure this is just Xander's second full field win. He's won he won the Greenbri- Greenbrier Classic back in 2017, July of 2017. I think that was his only other full field win, if I'm not mistaken. Wins the Tour Championship in September of 2017. And granted, to get to the Tour Championship takes stuff. I'm not trying to take stuff away. It's kind of just like a funny quirk um, about Xander, that this is only his second full field Tour win. So he wins the Tour Championship. That's just 30 players, but you got to work yourself there. Wins the WGC HSBC Champions event. That was the one over in China, I believe. Again, not a full field event. I think that's 78 or 80 players, maybe a little less. Again, you have to make it to that to be able to win it. And then wins the Century Tournament of Champions out in Hawaii in 2019, January of 2019. Again, not a full field, but again, have to be a winner to get there. And then wins Zurich earlier this year with Patrick Cantlay. So the the two the two the team event. So yeah, just his second full field individual win. So it's kind of just like a quirk. Like I said, you gotta kind of give a little bit of credence to the fact that he's won other tournaments that you have to play very well to get to. But just kind of a funny little thing that this is just his his second time winning an individual four day stroke play event with a cut. So just just funny. He's a He's a good player. I like him. I, I'm hoping he's uh, in contention in a major because I know someone who's not. I'm going to have to switch teams of the, the Cantlay-Shawflake group because Cantlay's just not getting it done for me, man. He fires, what, 76 on Sunday. The dude was allergic to pars. Just absolutely allergic to pars. Let's see if I can grab his scorecard. Ah, I can't get it pulled up here. But my man... Shoot 63 on Saturday and just does not follow it up well. I mean, granted, it's the hardest thing to do in golf is to follow up that great round with, like, another good round. But, man, Patrick Cantley just didn't have it. And, you know, it happens. It happens. So, you know, what can you do? You just got to just kind of got to roll with the punches and, and see if you can, you know, figure it out the next time. But, yeah, uh, my, my pick to win a major – this year, not uh, not looking great in Patrick Cantley. I said this was going to be the year, and it's just just not been just not been his year. So, well, uh, well, like I said, we're going to jump on the Xander train. I like Xander at uh, the British. I don't know why. I don't know if there's any any credence to it. Just you know, riding the hot hand in a couple weeks. We'll see. So. A couple other things in the golf world. Obviously, we got the second live event this week. We've got some new names. Bryson DeChambeau, Abe Anser, Brooks Kepka. They're all going. The strength of field increased this week. I think it was uh, the first strength of field was 96. This one's up to 126. But I saw a tweet that said, had the first event been held this week, that field would have been an 86 this week, not a 96. If you're into the W, uh, the OWGR strength of field stuff, so 
while the strength of field increased because of the new additions, the overall it's it's dropping because they're not adding world golf ranking points. So, uh, yeah, they're out in Portland. Well, I'll, I'll check it out again. I'm not. There's not much going on in it that really enthuses me. So, uh, John Deere this week on the PGA Tour. Um, what else? Oh, might as well talk kind of some off the off the course stuff with the PGA Tour here for a second. Then they came out and unveiled that they are going to massively bump the purses in some of their events. The Century Tournament of Champions is going up to a $15 million purse. Genesis uh, out at Riv, that's going up to $20 million. Memorial's going up to $20 million. Arnold Palmer's going up to $20 million. Match Play's going up to $20 million. So they, uh, and they're going to do a kind of a, a, starting in 2024, yeah, 2024, they're going to change the schedule back to a January to August schedule for the FedEx Cup which I love so much. No more of this dumb wraparound schedule. And then there's going to be a fall series for the people outside the top 70. I think top 70. Yes. To be able to keep their tour card. So that could be interesting. And then they're also going to have kind of three big money, no-cut events, pretty much just like live. Like just big no-cut events. I, I don't even think it counts toward world golf ranking points. Just basically to give the top 50 a way to make some some extra buco bucks and, and kind of reward them for staying. Um, all told, the purse bumps as of now, not including those three fall series events, $54 million. Live in Roman numerals is 54, you know, to play 54 holes. So there it is. The, the high school girl pettiness of all of this is really awesome. I'm here for it. Just keep it going. Uh, <laughs> back to the Travelers. Back to the Travelers. Jason Kokrak, it looked a lot better than it, the story turns out to be. It looked like Jason Kokrak, who is going to miss the cut and has been linked to the sta- this Saudi Live League because he's been sponsored by like Saudi Golf International or whatever it's called. On, on the shot tracker, it looks like he hit a drive to like 110 out, and then purposely hit a ball like 200 yards, pieced out, didn't sign a scorecard, called it a day, straight out to live. Unfortunately, the story is not as good as that. I don't believe, as of now, he's not in the field out in Portland for live. And it turns out he didn't realize he hit it out of bounds. By the time they got up to the green, found out he hit it out of bounds, there was already the next group in the fairway coming up, ready to hit up. So he didn't want to go back, hold them up, because he was already going to miss the cut. So he just called it a day. So unfortunately, what could have been a great story was not, but it would have been awesome. Also at the Travelers, Rory jumps out to a great first day, 8-under, I believe. Gets it up to 13-under at one point on Friday. And then just... Makes a quad, makes a double. Uh, Saturday's no, not great, and then he kind of battles back on Sunday. But the story here is that favorite guest of the podcast, Bucky Appley, picker in the NCAA tournament picks for us, he happened to see Rory McElroy Thursday night, took a picture with him. Did Bucky Appley jinx Rory McElroy and put that bad juju on him? 
I'll let you guys decide for yourself, but the uh, the results are out there. The results are out there. Other little golf news, Nick Faldo will be retiring. Don't think he's I, – I, I originally, he said he's going to retire from golf, calling golf full-time. I was like, man, is he going to live? And then he made some comment about how Greg Norman probably wouldn't want him. And Faldo did beat Norman in that, uh, was it 96? Yeah, 96 Masters. So that makes sense. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, and Faldo says he has other plans going out to Montana or something like that to where he's got a house. So so that will be happening. Trevor Immelman will be stepping in for him. Colin Morikawa put out a tweet kind of refuting that he was going to go to live, which was all good as, you know, all great. But at the very end, he put in a little little something that was a little little disturbing to me. He said he puts his milk in the bowl before the cereal. I really like Colin Morikawa, but that was troubling, deeply troubling to me. You put the cereal in first, then you pour the milk over the top. If you don't, I'm a little little worried about that. I'm a little worried about that, man. And one last little golf note. David Duvall made his uh, debut in the U.S. Senior Open that Padraig Harrington won. And it just got me looking into him. This dude had a run that was incredible. So he wins 11 times from October of 97 to April of 99. So how many, that's what, so it'd be 24 months till October of 99. We're six months, so in eight, he won 11 times in 18 months, then wins again in October of 2000, and then wins the British Open in July of 20, 2001. And then it's all over. Never wins again. Also, his record in majors from 98 until 2001 is out of this world, too. So he played in 15 majors. He did not play in the 2000 PGA. I don't know why. In that time, he had 10 top 10s, including the win at the British Open, two T11s, So, of 15 majors, he finished 11th or better 12 times. The three times he didn't. He was cut, or sorry, yeah, he was cut at the 98 PGA. He finished T62 at the British Open in 99, and then T16 at the U.S. Open in 2001. He went T2, T7 in 98 at the Masters and U.S. Open. A T6, a T7, and a T10 in 99. A T3, a T8, a T11 in 2000. In 01, it was a second at the Masters, a 16th at the U.S. Open, a first at the British, and a T10 at the uh, at the PGA. From there, he only made seven more cuts in majors. And the only uh, finish inside the top 10 was that 2009 U.S. Open at Bethpage. So just a wild, wild, wild thing there. So just, uh, you know, there you go. There was my little little extra peek there. So, all right, uh, like I said, Live Golf, uh, Portland event, and John Deere this week. We'll definitely be touching on them next week. Okay, welcoming back 
for the first time in a while. Let's take this over to 60 Seconds with MJ. Wally! It is MJ, and in the words of the greatest of all time, I'm back. That was a Michael Jordan reference, by the way. Hey, uh, I know it's been a while. It's been about a month or month and a half or so. I don't know. It's been a few episodes. Um, I want to say thanks for having me back. And I got a little off the wall and it was wonderful. And we went to the beach down in the Outer Banks. It was awesome. Drinking every day. My question is, is there any better place to have a beer, a seltzer, liquor, wine, anything than the beach, man. You just crack that open. The wind's blowing off the ocean. Is there anything better? That's my question, Wally. Have a good one. MJ gone. MJ, welcome back, man. Yeah, it's been a little bit too long for uh, 60 seconds with MJ. Uh, we had a scheduling conflict once or twice, and then I was uh, a little forgetful. Stupid forgetful Jordan here. So, uh, yeah, MJ, great question. First of all, before we get to the question, incredible MJ reference. I love it. Michael Jordan, MJ, not MJ, MJ. Um, but, yeah, to your question, I love this. This is one of my favorite, like, hypotheticals out there. Like, what's the best beer or drink or, you know, White Claw, whatever you're doing? Beach beer. Sitting on the beach, like you said, the wind, the waves, the smell. I love water, so uh, being by the water feels great to me. So that's a great one. Some other ones to think of here. That's a hard one to beat. I'm not the biggest beach guy. I'm more of a lake guy. So for me, like one of my favorite places to have a, a beer is, you know, by a lake as, you know, the sun's setting at dusk. There's just a certain smell in the air as, like, I don't know what happens, but... It's a great like smell and feeling. The temperature's just dropping slightly. You have the water right there, having a beer. Couple other ones to think of. First beer on vacation, like the first one you crack. You don't even necessarily have to be at the beach yet, but you know you've got if you're at a you're renting a beach house or you're going on a golf trip and you aren't at the course yet or you know you're just getting together and like it's all just starting you know you're meeting up with friends family and you just crack that first beer when it hits your lips it's just so good also like airport beers on the way to a vacation you know it could be like 8 a.m in the morning and you're like let's go get an airport beer because where else is it normal to drink a beer at 8 a.m in the morning an airport I'm also a big fan big fan of a uh, the first beer on a golf course especially when you're playing in a like a especially if you're playing in like a two-man tournament like a two-man better ball like the uh, like the TCC invite if you will that first beer when you, you you're in the cart with your partner you, you guys are going up the first hole and you crack a beer and you're just having that first beer you know you're on you know you know you're on a break from work for a few days you're gonna try and grind and get after it. Uh, love that one. What are some other good ones? Other oh, good. Those are the best, man. Like at the beach, at the lake, vacation beers, beers on the way to vacation, and beers at the start of a golf tournament. Any beer on a golf course is pretty good, but I like right at the start of a golf tournament. So those are the only ones that I think can compete at all: are, are lake beers, vacation beers, first vacation beer, and then first beer at a golf tournament. So. 
Let me know what you guys think, but I, I think those are the only ones that are even remotely in discussion. Hockey time. So we've got a, uh, a winner of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Colorado Avalanche are your Stanley Cup champions. Stanley Cup winners? Stanley Cup final winners? I don't know the correct terminology for the hockey world. Again, remember, remember, as we're, we're talking hockey now, I'm a moron. I got nothing. I'm just an idiot who has come to enjoy watching it. Um, but yeah, the Avalanche beat the Lightning uh, four games to two. Ended up uh, beating them on Sunday night to close it out in Tampa Bay. Um, really, really great run by the Avs through the playoffs. 16 and four. 16 and four in the playoffs with two losses coming to the Lightning. It uh, it figures that my pick to win did not win. That just kind of goes goes along with you know normal things. <laughs> So it was it was a super fun series to watch. I enjoyed it. I didn't watch every minute of every game, but I watched large portions of every game. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Again, I, I I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm looking for, but it was fun to watch. Uh, and I I noticed this even more so in the playoffs and especially the Stanley Cup Finals. Even when there's no like I don't really have a dog in the hunt. I was kind of rooting for the Lightning, but not much of an attachment there. The end of hockey games, when it's, you know, a one-goal game, is so nerve-wracking. Like, every second, every minute, I'm just, like, sitting there, and, like, the clock's ticking down. Like, last night, clock's ticking down, lightning polar goalie. Now it's like, oh, here we go, here we go, come on, come on, we gotta get it, gotta get it. And then, like, everything that happens wrong, you're just like, fuck, 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 you're just sitting there. And, like, I'm rocking back and forth in the chair, I'm like... Why am I so invested in this? There, I like I haven't even claimed one of these teams as my own. It just does it to you. Like the the time's going, and you know it's not stopping. Like NFL, NBA, college basketball. Like the clock's gonna stop. MLB. Like you know, there's a pitch coming, then you just go pitch come. Like there's just it's just going, and there's like it, there's it feels like there's nothing. You you feel helpless. You feel completely helpless. You're watching it. You want something to happen, and it's. Not happening. Yeah, so I just was sitting there last night watching the end of the game. I was like, ah! So God knows what it's like if your team is actually any good and you're watching. Didn't really get to experience that last year with my Flyers. Speaking of the Flyers, uh, they got a new head coach. Torts, John Tortorella, will be uh, taking over for the Flyers. Now, I have seen some of this guy in the past. I know he's like been announcing and stuff, so got to see his little bit of his personality, but... I had a, a roommate in college, Grundy, Undy. He uh, he was a big Rangers fan, and they were doing like the HBO 24-7 on the Rangers at the time, and he was the coach. And he's like always swearing and yelling at everybody. Love it. Love it. Going to bring some uh, bring some attitude to the Flyers. Maybe, uh, you know, bring, bring some badasses. No pussies allowed with this guy, it doesn't seem like. So this is his fifth stop, I think. Damn did a year in Vancouver. Yeah, fifth stop. Um, he, he coached the Tampa Bay Lightning to a Stanley Cup win back in 2004. I believe they said that Tampa Bay was pretty bad when he got there, so that was a pretty good one. Um, missed the playoffs the first couple of years there, and then last year there. Um, so he made four playoff appearances there, four playoff appearances with the Rangers, missed a couple, missed a year. Um, then one year with Vancouver, in and out there. Uh, then he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets for a few years and 
made four playoff appearances there. So he's had a good 12th playoff appearances. Won Stanley Cup. He's got a winning record. So, yeah, I'm, again, I don't know anything. I don't even know what the other candidates were, but I'm excited. Seems like, uh, seems like he's going to be a guy who's going to bring a little different energy and kind of shake things up and, and do things different. So can't be any worse for the Flyers, but yeah. And, 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 you know, that's, that's the first season of hockey as a fan for me in the, in the books, in the history books here. We'll say I enjoyed it. I'll be back. I'm coming back. Me and the Flyers, we're going round two. We're going round two. I'm locked in. I'm ready. I'm ready for the hockey. I'm ready for good hockey. I don't know if I'm going to get that this year at the Flyers, but I'm uh, I'm ready for it. So, yeah, I'll be back as a uh, Flyers fan and a hockey fan. I've enjoyed the hockey. I'll probably touch base on a couple things if I notice that something is important <laughs> somehow, but uh, that'll probably be most of the hockey talk till uh, till next year. All right, let's check out the fight game this week. Uh, this past weekend, had a uh, fun little boxing card on DAZN. Uh, two good fights on it that were fun to watch. Um, MJ Akhmedaliev or Murjan Akhmedaliev. I think I'm getting that right. Everyone calls him MJ. MJ Akhmedaliev. I know I'm saying that part right. Fought Ronnie Rios. Um, fun fight. Akhmedaliev's pretty good. Ronnie Rios is a, is a solid challenger, so it was a fun fight on the undercard. This was actually supposed to be a really good card. Julio Cesar Chavez was supposed to fight. Not Julio Cesar Chavez. Julio Cesar Martinez was supposed to fight. He had to pull out, but um, ended up with two pretty good fights. Uh, MJ Akhmedaliev ends up getting a 12th round TKO stoppage over uh, Rios. Um, he had knocked him down in the 12th with a vicious body shot. I think Akhmedaliev also broke his hand in the fight. Um, but fun action fight, little guys. Um, hopefully what's next for Akhmedaliev is an undisputed fight with Stephen Fulton. That should be a lot of fun. Like I said, little guys, lots of action. I would favor Fulton there. I think Fulton's pretty good. Um, not, not a ton, but I definitely give him the edge. I think he's just a better boxer. Like he's going to, he would outbox Akhmedaliev. And while I think Akhmedaliev may be more aggressive and have some more power, I just think Fulton is just the the total package at 122. So, and then in the the main event, Bam Rodriguez, the 22 year old, he he got a K over K over over Sor Rungvisai. I'm not going to circuit circuit Sor Rungvisai. It's that one is just I'm going to butcher every time. Uh, eighth round TKO. Uh, also, I knocked him down in the seventh as well. So Rungvisai kind of on the tail end of his career. Uh, Bam Rodriguez, 22. 22 years old. He was born in the year 2000. First uh, champ in boxing that has been born in the year 2000. So both really fun fights. I don't know what's next for Rodriguez or kind of what's the deal going forward or coming backwards. He beat Carlos Quadras to win a title in his last fight. But he's a fun fighter. He's young. Hopefully there's good stuff. And I like that we got a decent, we had a really good card set up. But we ended up getting a pretty decent card. Uh, didn't have to pay any, you know, beyond extra, you know, you pay for the zone, but it was a, it was a good fight, good fight night. So, um, did not catch any of the UFC fights and haven't got a chance to re go back and rewatch anything before we jump over to the UFC. Um, Canelo and triple G have kicked off their kind of little press tour for their, uh, fight, their trilogy fight. That's going to be in September 17th. God damn. It's making me excited for that fight. Those guys just do not like each other one bit. And it's so evident. 
and Canelo is really showing how much he dislikes him. Now, as a huge fan of Triple G, I can only hope, I can only hope that that works in uh, Triple G's favor. Canelo gets kind of blinded by the hate, if you will. Um, little reference to Star Wars there. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, maybe he gets blinded by the hate. He said he's going to come at him and try and be aggressive and try and knock him out. You know, if you're Triple G, maybe you can kind of use that against him. But it's very evident. These two don't like each other. Uh, the funny thing is, you hear this a lot in fights, is that they don't like each other. They're going to come forward. They're going to look for the knockout. And then they kind of end up being tentative. And it kind of becomes like a, uh, a, you know, a dance-off. They're trying to pick their spot. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. But I don't. I'm so excited for this fight. I really, really, really want Triple G to win. He won the first. It was a very, very, very close second fight. Um, I know people, you know, and are doing, you know, new new recollections that Canelo won that thing. Clearly, that no, it was a tight fight. Canelo probably won. Maybe I still scored it for Triple G, but at you know, it's one one at best. I mean, it could be one one zero one for Triple G, not the other way around. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to favor Canelo in the fight, but, ah, God, I'm pulling for a Triple G. So, looking forward to that one. But this weekend, we got a banger. A banger of a UFC card. Just an awesome card. So, headlined, Israel Adesanya versus Jared Kinnear. In the co-main, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Also on the pay-per-view side of it, Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira and Sugar Shane O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz. So I am super excited for all of uh, three, yeah, three, three of those fights. Sean Strickland, Alex Prayer, not crazy uh, excited for that, but excited for everything else. On the on the actual the ESPN prelims, actually this is going to be on ABC. They're going big. This is going to be on ABC and ESPN. Uh, Robbie Lawler's on the prelims, as well as Donald Cerrone. So pretty good stuff. And then on the early prelims. This is just the stuff on Fight Pass. You got your guys like Uriah Hall, uh, Macy Barber's on there. Uh, so this is a stack card. Like they stack up the 4th of July card a, a lot, I think. So this one, uh, really excited for it. Um, my picks, my picks, you can write them down. I'll take Sugar Sean. I'll take Alex Pereira. I think my man Max, I think Max is going to do it. He's going to get it done in his trilogy against Volkanovsky and Israel Adesanya is going to do away with uh, Kenny Ear. So, uh, reached out to my brother, as you know, famed famed fight picker. Famed fight picker. He likes Sugar Sean. Where did we go? He likes Sugar Sean O'Malley over Pedro Munez. Sugar Sean, minus 260. Big favorite there. Uh, Sean Strickland is minus 105. I should be more excited about this fight because we got a 105 and a 115 favorite. So, they're, they're viewing that fight as a toss-up. Uh, he likes Volkanovski, and he also likes Adesanya. So we differ. I like Holloway. He likes Volkanovski. I like Pereira. He likes Sean Strickland. Well, we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to just. Man, now I'm seeing Sean Strickland's ears in this picture. Those ears are mangled. Maybe I should like Sean Strickland more. But I'm sticking with Pereira. I'm gonna go with it. Uh, see what happens. <laughs> but man, Sean Strickland's got that ear. It's just destroyed. He's probably a bad dude. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this UFC event. Uh, can't wait for it. We'll definitely be talking about it next week. So, 
you've got my picks, you've got my brother's picks, fade them, roll with them, do with it what you will. We can all come back and find out what happened next week. Okay, let's do some of my passing thoughts here. I know this is a personal favorite segment of uh, Ethan Sexton, so uh, Sexton, this one, this this personal passing thoughts segment is for you, is for you especially. I got rid of DirecTV. It was actually two weeks ago. I was just so pissed about it, I forgot to talk about it. God, were they the worst. I had gotten DirecTV because I'd wanted uh, Red Zone, and then I had it for a while. I'd kind of badger them down. The price was get good. And then I moved, so they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give it to you for two years. That turned out to be a complete lie. Um, the last, like, year or so, I was just on the phone with them all the time, just, just having to get everything fixed, like, now they were telling me that my dish isn't even pointing in the right direction. It's in the wrong spot of my house. So I was like, well, you assholes put it there. I didn't do it. I wasn't up on my roof being like, oh, this looks like a good spot. And they're like, well, you're going to charge money. And then they wouldn't even come do it. I couldn't, like, I wouldn't have had TV for the U.S. Open if I didn't do something. So I did something. I got rid of them. I've also had to call them, like, four times since I got rid of them. And they're like, well, we're just going to leave it on for, like, another three weeks. It's like, on for another three weeks it doesn't even work like i couldn't even watch my tv because the dish was set up in the wrong direction so i got youtube tv loved it so far absolutely loved it and you can get the uh the other red zone the nfl network red zone not the direct tv red zone so i'll be good with that i'm in the packers market so i'm always going to get them really look again god damn i'm really looking forward to football season really looking forward to it so yeah youtube tv guy now Done with DirecTV. It felt like I had stopped dating an abusive person. Like, that's how it felt. It felt like I just like got out of, like, a, not physically, obviously, but like an emotionally abusive relationship. Speaking of football, Deshaun Watson uh, settled. Settled his, uh, settled 20 of 24 of his uh, lawsuits. Pretty interesting timing. I know uh, I've been talking with a friend of mine. That uh, the huge the huge contract was just uh, to pay all those guys off, and that was kind of part of the deal. I guess the NFL says they're still going to try and throw the book at them, uh, looking for, I think, at least a year of suspension. So we'll see how that goes. Baker's still on the team. I Man, they'd have to get on their hands and knees and beg that dude to play for him. it seems like. Also, Roger Goodell was, I believe he was testifying to Congress in relation to the Washington Redskins, the Washington Commanders, um, and all that mess with Dan Snyder. I think he's just, like, pieced out to, like, France on a yacht, too. He's like, yeah, fuck you guys. Um, but, yeah, so Goodell was testifying, and he said he didn't know who Dave Portnoy was. I think that's what happened, or at least he didn't know that there was a ban of Dave Portnoy. I, can't, I think he said he didn't know who he was, which is incredible. Because, like, the dude's been arrested outside his, you know, the NFL offices may not have known about that originally, but then he set up like the thing where up in new England, they all wore the, the clown shirts with Goodell's face on him. He got kicked out of the super bowl. He won the, you know, the auction to watch a game with Goodell. And then they backed out of it, which was obviously because they didn't want Goodell in the same room with the dude having to watch a football game. Like Portnoy just grilled him. So it's kind of funny. Like, technically, if he said that, and I, I can't f- imagine there's a universe where he doesn't know who he is. 
Like, he's his biggest critic in the world. He technically committed perjury over fucking Dave Portnoy. Which is just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing to me. So, yeah. So, I did some traveling. And... Oh, I literally just got a notification that Watson accuser sues Texan. Lawsuit alleges team turned a blind eye. We had mentioned that, that they like gave them hotel rooms and stuff. So very interesting. Um, yeah. So back to my back to my travel. I was traveling. I was in a hotel, and I've been just trying to take the stairs at the hotel. Just skip the skip the elevator. I'm, I'm fat enough, and you can walk up and down three flights of stairs. Why are those hallways so hot? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. I'll tell you what else was hot at the hotel was my room because this, this is what my air conditioner sounded like. That's just your standard air conditioner in a hotel room. Just clanging and banging. Ended up call, having to call the people, and, like, my room's getting hotter, so I turn it on, and it's doing that. But then it was, like, 1130 before someone finally came and fixed it. Just just incredible. Just incredible. I, I just, I was sitting there. It was on. And just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, da, 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 here it comes. It's here. So when I was traveling, though, I found a pretty nice little spot. little dive bar called Sports Nuts in La Crosse. Had been told about this uh, from a, a friend of mine before he, you know, before he abandoned me here in the state of Wisconsin. And there was an abandonment. Uh, Sports Nuts in lacrosse. They have a great, great wing sauce. It's like a hot barbecue house sauce mix. It's got just enough heat on it, but it doesn't lose the flavor. Just this little dive bar just looks like a dump from the outside. Nothing special about it. It's every dive bar you've ever been in. But, man, are those wings good. I think the only thing, I'm going to have to try them again sometime when I'm in the area. Because I was just sitting at the bar, ordered the wings, and they accidentally got put in a to-go case. And they sat at the bar for a couple seconds, you know, a couple minutes before the dude realized they were mine. So I think when you get them in the to-go case, they steam up and you lose some of their crispiness. So... I'm interested to see if go back and get them again because otherwise they were fantastic. Some of the better wings I've ever had. It's always tough when you eat things far apart, but they're I mean, they're they're some of the better wings I've ever had. Uh, good size, a little small, but I'd rather them be small than huge. But like I said, just enough heat that you feel it, but it's not like overpowering. It's good, good flavor enough sauce on them but not too much like you don't need your wing like just dripping but you need to be able to be able to tap a little off it if, if there's just a too much but you don't want it dry either and they had that down and the other thing what is it about draft beer in like a just a dive bar it just tastes it just it, it hits a little different doesn't it like it's just a it's just a smidge different. Like it, it tastes different. I don't know if it's a different temperature. I don't know if it's because the pipes from the keg into the into the thing are all dirty, and you probably shouldn't like that it tastes different. But uh, it's a little different. I like it. Like you know, you know when you're in a bar, you're like, oh yeah, this is this is a dra- this is a dive bar. I'm gonna get one of them draft Miller lights, and it's just gonna have a just a smidge different taste to it. And that was this. 
Um, off of food for a second. Heard the song Welcome to Atlanta. And then the Welcome to Atlanta remix. Or was it Jermaine Dupree and then like Ludacris was on it. And it got me into like an old rap rabbit hole. Like, you know, Luda and, you know, obviously Tupac and Biggie and all that 90s and early 2000s rap. Little John, you gang tweets. Like, I just got into a rabbit hole. Man, that was good. I just, I, I'm old. I'm feeling old. Like, I'm going to do an old man thing. Like, music was better back then. Rap was better back then. I don't care. It was better. That stuff is way better than whatever comes out now. I'm sticking by it. I'm going to be old man yells at cloud right now. 90s and early 2000s rap was better. And somewhere out there, somebody's like, well, 80s is better than 90s. Um, And that's always how it's going to be. But I'm standing by it. Rap in the 90s and early 2000s is way better than what we're getting now. Way better. Uh, other Speaking of new music, uh, John Party put out a new song, uh, Last Night Lonely. I liked it. I liked it. I uh, I listened to the shit out of John Party's first album. His second album didn't do it as much for me. This one feels a little bit more like the first, so I liked it. If you like John Party, check it out. Uh, oh, NBA Draft. NBA Draft. I saw this dude, Chet Holmgren, got drafted like second or third or high up there. I don't know. There's no way this dude's going to be good in the NBA, right? He's like six, he's like seven foot, but he's like 12 pounds. I just can't buy it. And I know the NBA is not physical anymore. But I just, I, I look at this dude and he looks like fucking McLovin. Like literally, he looks like McLovin. I'm supposed to believe McLovin is going to be good in the NBA. He's seven foot 190. 190 pounds at seven feet tall. I just, I, I don't know. I'm going to be so wrong on this one, probably. But, yeah, he was the second pick. I'm going to be so wrong. But I'm just, there's no way I'm going to think a, a dude that is seven foot 190 and looks like McLovin is going to be good in the NBA. When I'm wrong, you guys can all come back and butcher me here. But I'm, I'm going out there. That's my take. I have no idea who else went in what direction in the NBA draft. No clue. I just saw this dude looking like McLovin out there, and I I, I just I can't wrap my mind around it. Okay. Oh, back to the food. Back to the food. That's where we were going. Uh, roommate made some chicken, her famous chicken Alfredo over the weekend. So delicious. I love me some chicken Alfredo. It's a good leftover food. Like, the... <laughs> The fats and the oils and everything and the grease, it all, like, soaks into the noodles after you put it back in the fridge. Like, it's good the first night, and it's, like, almost one of those things that's better the next day. Like, that spaghetti, you know, it just, it, it like, it soaks in all the flavor overnight. So that was really good. And she makes these snickerdoodle cookies with, like, a cream cheese topping that is sprinkled with, like, I don't know, it looks like cinnamon sugar. Oh, God damn. Those might be my favorite things I've ever eaten in the world. They're so good. So good. I know uh, former guests, uh, Daddy, the famous Super Bowl picker, and then uh, Zach Place, um, you know, picked all the NCAA games with us. Those two also very, very high opinions of those cookies. 
if you never find it, I don't even know what to tell you guys to look up for the recipe. They're a snickerdoodle cookie with like a cream cheese frosting on it. And my God, are they incredible. Look into it. One last thing on food. I've been seeing this a lot. That there's like bugs. People are trying to push bugs and like worms on us. Like there's a bug plant that just got built up in Canada. Like a huge ass bug plant. In the words of the young, the young, the youths today, I ain't eating no bugs, fam. Like, fuck off. I'm going to eat my meat. I'll eat some veggies. I'll eat some fruits. I ain't eating bugs. So take those bugs and turn them sideways and stick them straight up. Whatever kind of candy ass you got, because I ain't eating them. No bugs for me. No thank you. All right, what am I watching? What am I watching? New season of Peaky Blinders came out. I believe it's the last season. I could just, you know, double check that. But uh, first couple episodes in, I like it. I've always liked the show. Uh, the only thing about it, it, it like goes so fast. There's just six episodes. So it, like it goes so fast that it's like over before you know it. Um, but yeah, I, I've liked it so far. Uh, both, you know, it's like a... It's bittersweet. I'm, I'm happy to get to the end of it and see how it all turns out, but then it's going to be over. So, speaking of a six-episode thing, I saw, finally, I finished Obi-Wan. I enjoyed it. The middle episodes were, eh, kind of a couple things, like, were weird, and I didn't get the whole premise of the show. I, I thought there could have been a better way to take it. You know, like, I just, a made-up, you know, cramming in Leia and Bail Organa. Oops, spoilers. Spoilers. Um, to get all that, I, I didn't get it. I thought we could have found a different storyline to go after that may have been more interesting. I mean, who am I, though? I'm an idiot. So, I mean, I know it's tough to come up with this stuff, but it wasn't my favorite. Obi-Wan's duel with Vader the second time. Very good. Very good. Big spoiler here. I mean, it's, it's not, but it is. I mean... Spoiler alert, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Um, I liked it. I liked the fight a lot. I liked when he cut off his, cut the face mask, and it was like bouncing back and forth between James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen talking. He's like, you didn't kill Obi-Wan. You I mean, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. And then uh, Obi-Wan finally breaks down and calls him Darth. Um and it kind of makes sense why, you know, it, it fills, it backfills the gap why he tells uh, Luke that Darth Vader killed his father. So, I mean, there was always kind of that, you know, you could figure that out, but it makes sense now. Um, so I liked it. I, I again, wasn't perfect. I also watched uh, Star Wars, the prequels and the originals. And I, I came to something. I think that's all I'm doing from now on when I rewatch Star Wars. I'll watch the new stuff when it comes out. I'll watch it, check it out. I'm, I'm probably not going back and rewatching it. I, I'm really kind of out on the sequel trilogies. Like, the more I've sat back and thought about them, I would have been better off if I just never saw them. Like, I just, it was my favorite movies of all time. You know, some of my favorite movies of all time. And now I'm supposed to, like, it's supposed to go and go and branch out from there. And, you know, there's things that I wanted to see that were just were never going to happen, probably. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm predominantly just going to watch three, four, five, uh, four, five, six, 
and I'll occasionally throw in the prequels. Um, I don't hate the prequels as much as everybody else does, so I think I'll just stick to the stuff that George Lucas did and kind of go from there. So, so yeah, that was everything uh, for this week. So let's go get this wrapped. This, let's go get this thing wrapped up. I can't talk anymore, so it's definitely time to get it done. Okay, closing time, closing time, everybody. I appreciate you guys for all coming and checking out the episode this week. Sorry about the delay. Just we're trying to work on some scheduling things there. Again, Tuesday drop next week. Fourth of July is Monday, so we're going to drop on Tuesday next week as well. All right, so next week we will be back. UFC review. We're going to have some golf to talk about, both Live and PGA Tour. Maybe I'll dive into that a little bit more. And I'm tentatively scheduling this, unless something else comes up. Tentatively scheduling the Bond, James Bond review. So I've watched every James Bond ever made now. I am ready to do this. Gonna gonna review the James Bonds. Rate them, rank them, say what I liked. Pick my favorite Bond, pick my favorite movie. So that's all coming next week. So, all right, everybody. I appreciate all of you. We will see you all next week. Until then, peace.